have you ever caught a woman? Never, never. And there you go. There you but go. call me a chomo. Number one. Yeah. 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 Guess what? It is your mom's house podcast. She's Christine. I'm Todd. He's Tim. And I got to tell you, this is the last <gasps> podcast ever from the studio. I know. That's our this last was one. Once the uh, the studio that the great McDonald's Corporation funded. Mm-hmm. And um, after, uh, you know, let's say a not so happy meal, um, we met the good people at Morton's mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, they funded the current space you see. And now we're going off to um, real stake country to a, a, a Texas studio that as of the release of this episode will probably still not be done yet. Well, Chick Fil A has signed on to do. Are we allowed to say that? Oh, we're not. Well, as long as we painted the colors of Chick Fil A red and white, right? Are we not allowed to announce that? I, th- I thought we had to wait. Oh. contractually, we're not. Well, it rhymes with it. It sounds like Sikfane. Sikfane. Sure. Um, Make sure you cut that up, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll edit all this out. Um, so that'll be a thing, um, and we can't wait for the special sauce of that studio to be ready to digest. I love their original sauce so much. It's really Is there good. anything better than it's that? It's really orange? good. And you dip the waffle fries oh in Oh, my God. Come on, Now, man. Chick-fil-A breakfast is another story, too. And here's the thing. That before. I'm not saying it's not good Not good for you, like eating Chick-fil-A it's every day. It's very good for you. Well, it, it's debatable. I eat it every day. And here's the thing. My ankle's I'm, perfect. I'm willing to lose a few years, <laughs> is what I'm saying. And that's that's what I think one of the slogans of Chick-fil-A should be. <laughs> eat this every day if you're willing to eat, lose a few years. And I think most of us go, I am. And but, it doesn't bother me that, you know, they're not pro-civil rights. No, those sandwiches are too good for that. Yeah. Most Texans don't either. Hell. If you're like, hey, man, do you love gay people? I'm like, sure. And they're like, do you love chicken? I'd be like, yeah. And which, which do you have to side with? I'm like, how hungry am I? <laughs> right? Like, Well. Yep, that's uh, exactly what they told us when. Uh, <laughs> if I'm on a full belly, I'd be like, dude, gay people deserve rights. <laughs> but if I'm, if I'm like super hungry, I'll be like, I don't know, man. Well, you know, man. San Francisco, <laughs> what, what more do you need? You know what I mean? I'll tell you, I went to Chick-fil-A with a lesbian friend of mine. And she's like, I don't give a shit. Really? I, 100% hand to God. Yeah. Lesbian, lives with a woman, is like, you know what? Chick-fil-A is too damn good. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Please do not uh-huh. use gendered <laughs> language. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. So this um, is our this is our last time in this studio jeans. It is, and it was wow. Look, it was a it was a fucking crazy crazy run here. Um, it's been a wild ride. We've seen a pandemic. Uh, you broke half your body. I broke my ankle. We had a child. We had a child in this very studio. We were going to go to the hospital, and I mm-hmm. said no drive me to studio jeans and, and i gave him... birth on that couch mm. so that little jeans tiny jeans came into this world yeah. covered in denim it's fucking morning it's fucking you know morning <clears throat> and that's when he was born we met danny brown here yeah brendan he jacked off in four strokes not danny but i'm just saying 
Um, so much has happened. Wild to kink. That happened here, where we actually, we actually found out who RPC was. That's right. We made the call from this oh very God. chair. That was I'll one of the, check it out. the greatest <laughs> moments in YMH history is when we found that guy. Yeah. Man, I, that was so happy, and we watched Uncle Terry in this in this uh, studio Absolutely. as well. Um, if you get a cough, please. Leave <laughs> the most brilliant president ever happened during our time here. Best ever. Mm -hmm. Hello, this is Captain Marcel. Oh, Captain Marcel. So many great memories here. TikTok, TikTok started here. We haven't talked about what we're going to do with the actual set. What do we do with this? With this set? Yeah, with the set. I mean, that's a good question. What? I mean, what do you? What do you want to? What do you want to do? I don't want to do anything, <sighs> but I'm saying. All right, so don't worry about it. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Like, what are we going to actually do with it? They're going to tell us, like, hey, get this shit out of here. Yeah, and we'll just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll just kind of tear it up and then just chuck it in the dumpster. Oh, no. This is pretty elaborate, man. You don't do that. Well, I mean. Uh, Can we, we're going to take some of the lighting rigs, right? And what about the art? No, yeah, we'll take the art for sure. Not the lighting? Maybe if we want. <laughs> what would you do with the lighting? I don't know, but we got lighting guys in Austin that are already figuring everything out. Damn. Wow. All right. Well, is there Jesus. anything you want to keep, Tommy? Well, just, you know, just the memories. It's just like the gays. Oh, you know? it's just like the gays. You know how they are. Well, all this crap comes with us. Anything that moves comes with us. Yeah. For Joel Osteen, Inspirational Cubes. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so many things. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad. First heavy segment ever. Our first heavy segment was. Oh, I'm about to throw up. That was here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tina made her debut on the live show oh, yeah. here. That was a huge. That was super fun for Vision. me to do. Yeah. Tina, I turn into a telescope. Bay. I do whenever I see Tina. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, so many. What a what a great era. This show has had so many eras. Uh, so many different incarnations and times and markers in our lives. And this was a really unique era. I think we saw a lot collectively as a country, as a world. Everything changed here. Everything changed. The fact that we kept doing the show during what was it once, it's like the terrifying pandemic yeah. that happened here. Yeah. Didn't we meet Zolo here too? Yes. Yeah, Zolo started. Started here. I am yeah. a fucking jewel. Met him. Um, Annie. Any? Wish I had a good. Well, yeah. No, Sweating what? like a like a black man. Met him here. Um, Larson. Chris Larson. That's I met my whole. Yep. Doing his awesome, awesome fucking Instagram videos now. Oh, he's now. killing it. Hey, how are those b-hole picks, Getting bro? Getting butthole picks. Saw a tit pick. Dude, big tits. Yeah. yeah, they're coming in. How about clit picks? Those come in yet? Uh. I uh, haven't seen any, but I'm sure they're uh, coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it spits. Yeah. Do you, do you get sent clip pics, Tom? No. No one's cool to me. <laughs> um, this is not an invitation to send them. Please don't. Don't send me clip pics. <laughs> I don't, but do send them to Chris Larson. <laughs> send everything yeah. to Chris Larson. And Chris will reply. It's not going to get hard till I'm ready to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris deserves those picks. Feels so special. Yeah. All right. Well, you ready? Let's, ready. let's, let's, let's open the show. The grand finale oh of the podcast at the uh, San Fernando next, Valley Studios. Next stop, Austin. Tejas. Here we go. Hey, TikTok. Roger Watson, Arthur here. I want to try a new trend. When you see a cop 
coming at you, throw a number one out your window. Just hang your arm out the window, throw a number one up. Let them know we're backing them up. Cops, when you get this, if you see somebody throw a number one out their window, hit your blue lights. Let us know that you recognize good citizens when we were saying we're supporting y'all. Let's stick together. Good people sticking up for good people. Number one. <laughs> Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Yo, mama in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house. With Tom Segura. Tom Segura. And Christina Pajitsin. Welcome to your mom's house. Like it? Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't help think of when I saw this clip. That he's sponsored by Chick-fil-A, too? <laughs> I immediately thought of. I'm looking for girls yeah. for pussy. <laughs> but he's not. He's just, throw one up there. <laughs> throw, throw one up there and hit him with the lights. Well, hit me with you. Hit your blue lights. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really think the police have time to... To... Did that guy throw up a, yeah. a fucking index finger up? Yeah, what? Yeah. Oh, we're supposed to put on our blue lights. Let them know we're backing them up. Yeah, like, no one's, no one. Okay, man. I would not do this to a cop. They're going to be like, what, is, what are you doing? They'll, no, they'll fucking put their blue lights on and be like, the fuck did you just do to yeah, me? Yeah, you flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? Yeah. No, I was saying you're number one. Yeah, you're fuck number... you, man. Yeah. 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 You can't just make up a sign that everyone else isn't aware we'll of. Try, try a new trend. Like, Throw what, a number one up. What about instead of one, like a thumbs up? Everybody universally accepts thumbs up as like, you're doing good. Yeah. You're doing a good job. I don't, hey, um, you should try it. See try how it goes. <laughs> Start giving cops the thumbs up and just see what happens. I do sometimes. Yeah? I'll be like, good job, buddies. Go get them. Go get the bad guys. When I okay. see them going, boop, boop. That's when you give them a thumbs up? Getting gangbangers and shit. Gangbangers? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Okay. No, I do like, you know what I used to love, though, is um, is seeing LAPD. Sue. Like yeah. when LAPD does fucking zoom down the street together, uh -huh. I'll be like, go get them, boys. Like yeah. I do like when I see LAPD fucking getting fired up and getting right. them. You know, like. Yeah. Sounds like you're on this trend. I, I, hey, I'm fucking, I'm down. All right. Protect and serve, motherfucker. Shit. You know what's so funny, dude? I don't know if this is, if the, your, your dad did this, but my dad had a police scanner. In the valley. My dad did not. No. Oh, did your dad do that too? Oh, it's so fucking immigrant, huh? And my dad would listen to the fucking police scanner in the valley. We lived in like Canoga Park, and he'd be like, "Code four, that's a code seven ten Henry," and like he would just sit and like listen to the codes and like figure Sounds like out some real fucking schizo shit to do. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did. But it's kind of fun because like got a possible white male. Uh, yeah, he loved it. Be like, like, okay, this guy is right here. He's behind Pierce College. The guy with the gun right now. Listen, I'd be like, no way, dude. Like it was kind of fun. You, you just sit in your chair and you're just like, oh. <laughs> breaker, breaker. Go get him, boys. Go you know, get him. Go get him, boys. Go get him, LAPD. Put the finger up. You put put the blue lights on. Know what you got me? <laughs> What's going on with his all his face? 
so much face meat. There's so much so face much meat. So much Chick-fil-A in that face meat beard. I mean, I don't even know where the, the face ends and the neck no, and the shoulders so start. Fat. He's so overweight. You think so? <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus. He's so burnt. Yeah. And we were just talking about people being mean to us. And look what you just did. I know. Shit. Yeah. I'm such an asshole. It's just, it's human nature. We can't help it. We can't help it. We're all just so critical. Yeah, of each we other. just are. We just are. I'm now, such to be a fair, person. he's not like ten pounds overweight. He's a lot of pounds overweight. Yeah, yeah. Now you're. You need to worry about more than that finger getting up. You need to stand up, kind of move around a little more. You know. I thought we weren't going to be mean. What no, happened? I'm, I thought I'm we were... saying for this guy's well-being. It's not even no, like a. He needs to dial it back. Yeah, I'm not talking about vanity. I'm just saying like. Hey, I know. Man, it's not healthy. It's not it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. <laughs> I support you. I support you. Throw, hey, throw them lights on for me. B- BTW, it's the month of October. Yeah. Momtober. <laughs> and I love hollow jeans. Our house yeah, is already no. decorated. Uh, do, do you ever? Now let me tell you something. I was in the Hobby Lobby in mm-hmm. August looking for Halloween decorations. You know what they said to me? Because I couldn't find them. They go, "Ma'am, we don't have Halloween decorations because the Hobby Lobby is a Christian organization and they believe Halloween is satanic. How about that? I swear. I had no idea Hobby Lobby was against uh, Halloween. You're talking about shit like just like bats, you know, fucking (laughs) Dracula. (laughs) And they're like, "Mm -mm, nope. (laughs) Yeah. JC don't like that, so we don't put it in. Yeah, Yeah. dude. I was like, no way I'm in the South, bro. Yeah. So I was like, well, where can I get all my Halloween wares? And they're like, well, spirit store. So, you know, I went to the spirit store, $800 Hobby later. Lobby's Christian? Yeah, yeah, bro. Hardcore. So they have a lot. Really? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I think during the elections and stuff, like they went out and they're like, yeah, we don't like this gay marriage stuff either. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you they, don't remember that? No. Do you remember that? Zero recollection. Happened, right? Yeah, they got a lot of flack because they wanted an exemption for birth control under the Obamacare stuff. And that's why they got really, really famous. Wow, I didn't right. know. Hey, I just like crafts and sparkly shit and decorations for my house. And I got a Christian lot of- Christian crafts. Christian crafts. I got a lot of Christmas stuff because we do believe in Jesus. High five yeah. on Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. Pounded, I mean. And uh, Thanksgiving. How about you, Patty O'Callaghan? You ready for your Texas move? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Patty O'Callaghan. Get, get it in the spirit. That's his new name there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're definitely Irish from now on. Oh, Yeah. No, yeah, I will not when be I, frequenting Jew boys. Some, <laughs> when somebody pops in and they look back and they'll be like, yeah, is everything going good? I'll be like, yeah, everything's good. And then they'll go look back and they're like, I'll go, oh, Irish. And they'll be like, okay. Well, we'll see you. You mean Patty? I'm like, oh, okay. I just, from here, I couldn't tell. I'm like, yeah, no, no. He's, he just got here, Dublin. You know how it is. <laughs> all right. To the, yeah, all right, I got my glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What you gonna dress up as for hollow jeans? Uh I think just like a slutty Catholic or something. Ooh, good idea. Maybe you pr- play play a double move and dress up like a rabbi and you're like, ha, look at these fucking guys, huh? And then they'll be like, What? You'll be like, I'm just you know what I mean? Yeah, get it guys, because like they look funny and they got the hair. Yeah, and... yeah, until one of those. Yeah, yeah. And I'm making they... fun of them. Exactly. And then they all they're like <laughs> <laughs> He's a Jew. Like one of those, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And then we'll be like, yeah. And then we'll just, that way you'll see who's really like 
on board and who isn't. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just be like, yeah, I'm pretending to be a J. And then as they, <laughs> you know, you mean you go walk, you go, hey, Patty O'Callaghan, and they're like, oh, hey, how you doing, Patty? This is a hell of an outfit. I ain't never seen one in person before. You know, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I googled this. Apparently, they wear this once a week or something. You know, they don't even fucking get in cars on Saturdays. Like, yeah, they throw what? rocks at you if you do in some neighborhoods. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> A good one. <laughs> a YMH original. Now, yeah, man, yeah, so many great memories here. Really, yeah. are some good ones. This was a this was a good run. This was a good era for us. Before I forget, yeah. um, you asked me to pull this up during oh the show. Oh my fucking god! Okay, so a few, like a month or so ago, I don't know, two months ago, <laughs> I did. Uh, Mohegan Sun Arena in uh, Connecticut. And it was really fun. Fucking amazing night. Um, and they had me do this like promo pick uh, backstage, you know, in the in the mm-hmm. tunnels mm-hmm. there. Yes, and so you were on the road, and you know, you texted that photo to me, and I thought, oh my goodness, what is what a big day! This is Tommy's first arena. That he sold out. What a what a wonderful thing to celebrate. And, you know, the kids and I baked you a cake to celebrate this wonderful achievement. And then I took a closer look at the photo at your face. Go ahead and zoom in on that. Is that the look of a man who's worked for, oh, 20 years hard at his career, foregoing having children and putting off getting a house and everything just to live his dream? And he finally succeeds Hey, Tom, you sold out an arena. <laughs> hey, Tom, I have a video of a guy falling off a roof and his knees buckled into his head. There you go. Uh, yeah. What, what, you so go. tell me, walk me through this expression because I'm trying to figure out. Dude, the real truth, yeah. I was very excited. I was very excited that whole day. and that whole, I really was. This is one of fucking four like they had me take pictures with the guy that books the place uh, the live nation guy they brought in andrew the agent they brought like it was like then they're like now do it alone you know so, so you're like, like okay and that's yeah. my joy yeah. about the mohegan side. and then i you know they're like sign these things like it was just like a bunch of pr stuff and that was probably the last picture where i was like yeah you know. but I, I was excited i really was agent was like, agent jeans and i were both thrilled for you yeah, everybody's thrilled and yeah and we we were laughing at you because this is I mean, I, I, it's, it's... He teases me about it now, too, you know Yeah, that. he should. Yeah. Because he knows you now. He's like, hey, Tom, sold this many tickets. Yeah. And he's like, excited? I'm yeah. Like, yeah, he goes, could you fucking show it yeah, a little bit? I know. No, because literally, Agent Jeans, you know, you're coming everywhere tour. Yeah. And he'll call you and be like, we sold out this, we're adding another arena, that, that, that. And you're like, okay, 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 click. And I'll be like, well, what did he say? He's like, I just, I added another arena in this town. And I'm like, that, but not, nothing? No joy? No, it's it's a major accomplishment. The odds of you selling out arenas as a, and making it as a stand-up comedian, it, the odds are just so against you, and you yeah, did it. It's pretty crazy. You should be doing cartwheels in every fucking. It is. I, I mean, it's like crazy. Well, I'm so proud of you, and well, which you have a narrow, um, a narrow emotional bandwidth, that, that's right? True. Is that what your shrink calls it? Yes. You operate within a narrow emotional, emotional bandwidth. That's the exact term. So you don't get too excited or too depressed. But it has changed. Honestly, it has changed them since I've been injured. Tell me more. I get more emotional. I get more excited. I get more down. I, I feel more. Yeah. I, allow, I shouldn't say I feel more. I allow myself to feel more. Right. And I think it's directly correlated to being trauma, traumatically injured. Oh, definitely. Trauma, yeah. trauma 
and torture and suffering yeah. purifies your soul totally. and makes you a better human being. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a reason like now that I have a, you know, we have children, like hasn't that made you loving, like sweeter to people too and have more empathy and everybody is somebody's kid in my mind. Well, yeah, and also the experience of like interacting with your kids can you know, it can change a whole day, like a moment with your kids can. Oh, yeah. So it totally opens you up. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. Children yeah. are amazing. I know. But anything that makes you suffer, I think, makes you a better Yeah, person. that's true. The suffering is what kind of leads you there. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow. How have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office and we have been saving so much money since switching over and setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Um, another huge thing that it's not going to end because we're moving to Texas, but it's always been a regular practice of this show, um, to find some way to, uh, make fun of my best friend, um, (laughs) Bort Nishner. And there is no end to the amount of people that can't say his name. Did you know that? I do know that. I mean, it is, it's a great app. Get your tickets that way. Brett Kreishner is an American stand-up comedian, actor, writer, host. Um, you know, he's he's just amazing. It's going to be an incredible time. Grab your tickets and see Bert. Did I call him Brett? God damn it. Um, with Whoa. Mark Norman on September 8th. That's Bert Kreishner and Mark Norman. I mean, it's not a hard name. I don't it's think not it's that hard. It's not that hard. Dubs with a $3 doc. Why does Kurt sound so much like Bert Kreischner? I, I don't know who that is. Is he a motorcyclist? Who's this guy? I like That's his. a big Twitch guy. Oh, it looks funny. 
Yeah. Did it, whatever ended up happening to like, remember he got like arrested or like they broke into his fucking house. What? Uh, he's been swatted before. But that one was like he stopped. Oh, Twitch took down his channel, though. Uh, I think he went. Oh, yeah. Is, is he back, Chris? Yeah. I mean, he is back with this. No, I mean, he's still banned from Twitch. He's just on different platforms. What, what was the anyone ever find out the story? Uh, not yet. He's, not yet. He's, he's hinted that he knows why, but um, he hasn't explained explicitly like why he got banned. And what's the theory? Mm-hmm. Um, probably some of the the bits he's done in the past. Um, I know he one point took a camera crew into the bathrooms at a convention. Um, he got a lot of flack for that, and he immediately got kicked off Twitch for that one. Gotcha for privacy reasons and also obvious reasons. Okay. Okay. Um, you guys, I was suggested a Tom Segura and Burt Kreiser, Kreiser, I'm not sure how you say his last name. I mean... It's like your last name should be more botched. Uh, for, for sure. And it's like, it is, It's understandably but, yeah. botched. It's the best one, this is my favorite one. So Burt just did season two of Go Big Show. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, Snoop Dogg was replaced by T-Pain. T-Pain actually like befriended Bert. Like they hung out and like, you know, they taped, I don't know how a whole season of shows. They spent like Jeez. a month together in Macon, Georgia. Okay. What's got me away from home. I'm filming the go big show. Go to my Instagram and you can see that I'm filming a new show for TBS. Yes. With Bert. Well, we actually uh, can leave once. We actually had a show. <laughs> we had a show booked already. How do you say Bert's last name? Uh, Crusher. 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 Yeah. Bert. No shirt. Right, no shirt, Chrysler. Ah, Chrysler. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He has not been wearing shirts around the whole thing. Oh, that's new. Until we yeah. start filming, and I'm surprised they got it's a lot of it's a lot of no shirts, a lot of no shirts. Well, he definitely knows Bert. He knows him. Yeah, he knows him. Yeah, Chrysler. Chrysler. I mean, it's I don't know. I never. Uh, Crusher. Crusher. <laughs> uh, Cry- right, no shirt, Chrysler. Chrysler. Yeah. Jesus. I mean. We're up to like fucking 25 flubs of his name now. It's amazing. You know what I think it is? What? Is that because we put so much mispronunciations of his name <laughs> out there that people look it up and like they just stumble on the wrong one. So that gets like starting like baked into people's heads. That's my theory. Uh, <laughs> man. Fucking awesome. It is fucking great. I hope it continues forever. Yeah. Bert Kri- Krishna. Krishna. Bert Krishna is the best. Bert Krishna is great. Yeah. Stupid. Um, God. It's in- oh. You know, you have your, um, you've been talking about, because you're going to shoot a special at some point, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm still, I'm still encouraging uh, Touch My Camera Through the Fence. I think it's a perfect name for a yeah. special. But you yeah. really want to go with My Struggle? I'm not so sure, you know. The feedback wasn't what, very oh, was positive. It, it wasn't? Online, I, you know, I, I just, it was on it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. But they spelled my last name correctly, which is nice to see. I struggle. <laughs> they got your lipstick right. They did. They got everything right. Okay. And I like that it's so feminine. They they jazzed it up. They did. Studio jeans. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, yeah. But I'm toying with some other titles. Yeah. We'll see. Touch my camera through the fence. That's the best title. I know. People God. are like, what's this show? If I'm scrolling like, through Netflix and it says, touch my camera through the fence, I'll be like, what the what? fuck is this? I know. It's a stand-up special? I know. And then, like, it has you, and then there's a finger going through the fence. The artwork just fucking, you know, it makes itself. What about four strokes? Oof. People think it's a golfing 
golfing. I don't and, think that's it's how golfing. It's golfing. No, no, just hear me out. Are it's you laying me. there with your legs open? Four strokes, and then it's me as a golfer, and I'm like, hey, I'm a golfer. No? I'm just saying, Kevin, it, was, it needs to have a good double meaning, a double a double meaning to be a good title, right? Okay. All right. Well, we I've already pitched FGT RTD to Netflix. I'm waiting to hear back. So far, it's been in a long back and forth with corporate on that one. You can't say for girls. That, I mean, it's perfect. You're I know. You're a mother. You're a woman. I know. For girl, I'm a wife who rides till death, but... Four girls that ride till death. I don't know. They're, yeah. they're being stingy, Mark. What about, how about the How about don't be stingy, Mark? Oh, yeah. Don't be stingy? God, that would be a good. good one. Oh, man. Well, that, that happened here. Leo. Oh, my goodness. Leo. We discovered him. That was the him. fucking... Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Gosh. Yeah. That was... Suck it dry. Suck it dry. Yeah. And... Well, it's normal size. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, and you know Ed As- Ed Asner is no longer with us, which we never addressed. But I know you know how big a load I'm going to swallow. Everybody was yeah. so so stoked that 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 was his legacy. <laughs> Let me see all that gum. Yeah, I think I think that's what people remember most: yeah. the sex video with with Mark. Okay, you come. Yeah, when he died, I I just immediately I closed my eyes and I could just hear him. You know. <laughs> 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 Oh, so gross. Oh. Goodness gracious. God. He really comes hard. He does. God. It's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. time. It's, yeah. not gonna, it's not going to yeah. last very long. Show me that you like me. Oh. <laughs> Don't be stingy. Okay, I got it. I'm done. I could see you doing this kind of thing <laughs> and saying all that you stuff. You could? Yeah. On a video like that? Uh-huh. Why? When I'm dead. And you find some girl, and you're like, you come over. And I'm like, let me show me that you like me. Yeah. Come on. <sighs> oh, stop. <sighs> uh, well, the way that I'm built is, is sit back. Like you can't see it so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are turning into such a dad now. Like, we were on the airplane. Well, if you like me, how come you kept sending pictures to Chris Larson so much, huh? <laughs> like that. What happened like on the plane? you do stuff now like we were on the airplane a while ago and you were like we were landing and you're like li- go ahead lift up the the thing so i can see where we are like you had to know where we were dad and then like <laughs> storm dad it, you love storms i do love storms and now i have to be like storm dad there's something ha-. and then you yeah. come running out you get so excited to yeah. see that lightning and hear that thunder that's my dad boner moment yeah there's a car wash dad boner you want to see him yeah yeah. Oh yeah, this is awesome! Woo! It is our exciting. Oh man! Yeah, I love a car wash. Yes! Too. Look at that! Oh yeah! Oh yeah, dude! Woo! Car washes are exciting, but they the problem are. is I have too nice of cars to take them to a car wash. Oh my god! So if I had like a more Babe. modest car, I would Babe. go to a car wash. <laughs> yeah you don't take the stuff i drive okay okie doke so i like the multicolored one when they do the rainbow soap <laughs> it's really cool i mean who are you what this? what god babe hand wash only are you out of your fucking mind <laughs> i'm so embarrassed right now you saw the fucking mohegan sun arena oh my so, god babe 
Babe. You think I drive a fucking Corolla? Babe. Now. So elitist. Yeah. <sighs> this is pretty exciting. Horrible Hilarious was born here. Yes. I have been so excited to show Native this one. Please put the camera <laughs> on Native. Face. Please cue him up. And <laughs> but but preface why you're so excited like because why? there's just certain types of horrible hilarious that I always think in a dog. But then this one particularly affects him because this is how he injured himself. Well, yeah, and I'm not necessarily saying this guy tears his ACL. But I'm just saying. You're just saying he's hurt real bad after. Maybe I don't well, know. Who knows? Maybe it's funny. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it might be. You might say actually, it's hilarious. You might love this. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that. It's pretty funny to you. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think in a moment you're going to say it's hilarious to you too. Oh, okay. Boy, oh All boy. right. Let's please uh, just eyes okay. on the screen. Okie doke. And let's see how you feel. <laughs> Three, two, one. You said this wasn't an ACL accident. I don't think, is it? Yeah. How can you tell? His knee's bending the wrong way. What part did you think he hurt? Uh, I thought it was just that he fell and he didn't know how to jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what? Tell me what, because I, like, what happened? I know he, he went down and, and then, then what happened? What happened? His knee gave way. He didn't bend at all. No, yeah, kept, the, the, he kept his legs completely straight. Yeah, he kind of rain booted this one. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> but guess what? He's okay. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, I checked. We called the trampoline place, and they say he's fine. This is exactly how I hurt myself. Really? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, jumping from a high place to a low place and trying to, you know, just. Doing stuff out of your skill level on a trampoline. That's exactly what this dad was doing. Did you jump off of a platform like that, too? The one that I did was like it's like flat trampolines in the middle and then angled trampolines like this on the side. So I tried to jump from flat to side. But didn't your crazy ass tell me that you just walked on it and didn't do anything for a while? For a full year and a half, yeah. Because I had just gotten a job, and I'm like, I'm not taking fucking days off right when I start a I job. I like your attitude, though. You're right. Yeah, you I do like that. No, yeah, and then eventually it was like my knee would lock, and I'd have to roll around on the floor to unlock it. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, oh, this just happens to my knee sometimes. I'm like, are you going to the doctor? And I'm like, to, for what? And they're like, to fix this, this shouldn't happen. And, uh, and yeah, that's when my eyes opened. I was like, oh, yeah, I should get this checked out. And then you had an MRI? Yeah, I had an MRI. And they're like, you have a torn ACL. They're like, we're pretty sure your ACL is torn. Good chance that it's just your meniscus. And then, so they scraped out my meniscus in a surgery. And then they're like, all right, stand on it. How do you feel? And I'm like, feels a little unstable. I'm like, Ugh, yeah, your ACL is torn. <laughs> and then I had to go do another surgery. And you think oh. he's got a knee injury for sure. He absolutely fucked up his knee. Like, for, like his knee will not be the same. One or both? No, no, no. One of them. Let's, re- let's rewind. Uh. <laughs> See, there's a little bit of bend there. And right here, he should be, his ass should be going lower. And, uh, uh, oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, I God. see. He twisted. He landed on it. He probably broke, maybe he broke his ankle. I think he too. just tore every ligament that he has in his knee. <laughs> God. 
Well. Oh, shit. It's good that he's okay. So. <laughs> you just can't do this stuff when you're old. You just can't. You can't. And they count it. They're like, you ready to do it? He's like, I really don't want to. <laughs> can't do this shit. Well, yeah. I mean, I tore myself when I was like, tw- like 21, 22. Like, oh, wow. You could hurt right. yourself at any age. Any age, yeah. You know, the other day I was with our kids at a trampoline place in the mall. And I was like standing there in the bounce house. And they're like, come on, mom, do it. And I was like, yeah, why not? And then I, oh, I have a fucking broken, I can't do that. Like I stopped myself, I forgot. I'm like, oh yeah, I can't do this shit. I probably never. I forget, like I'll forget how damaged mine is. And then it'll just be something simple where I'll be like, just hop up a couple stairs. I'll be like, oh, this leg's not even stable yet. Like my left leg, you know? Because oh, yeah, my, my quad's scary. not back yet. Like, it's still on its way. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I can't even fucking do this. This is crazy. Yeah, you like take a misstep and you're like, oh, that was a close call. Uh-huh. I could have yeah. tore everything. Sometimes, Sorrel. like, this happened too before injury. Like, you know, sometimes your leg will just go like, uh, like, you know, like your knee. But now it'll be like a full, I'll be like, oh, my God. It's just kind of, it's had enough for the day. And it's like, hey, man, it's enough. Dude. Like, why isn't yeah. your quad recovered? Is it because of the nerves haven't come back? Fully no, no. Or? It's just that muscle atrophy, you know, it takes You're a while. Still getting it it's back. a big, it's a huge four yeah. muscles coming together. Yeah. Fuck, you, know, you compare the two, it's like, it's night and day. Yeah. But it is, it has been growing. Yeah. It takes a while. They said it takes a full year. I think it's going to be longer. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You're very meaty. But the day that it goes back, I'm going to a fucking trampoline place. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get Get That's drunk. a big mistake. I think so. First. I know so. <laughs> Trampolines are so fucking dangerous. Yeah, it's the worst. I have PTSD, and just watching people jump, just jump, not even on a trampoline. It's uh, like I have to look away. I just imagine their knees going the wrong way every yeah. time. <sighs> yeah, this guy, dude. How many people fuck themselves up on trampolines every year? It's got to be. Let, let's Google it up. Yeah, it's just got to be. It's got to uh, be ridiculous. Uh, those and those fucking little motorized bird scooters that are everywhere. Those are insane. I mean, those are amazing. Those stupid. are not banned yet. Oh, they they will be. Some kid's gonna die on. They're getting. They're gonna sue. Oh, between one hundred thousand and two hundred thousand ACL, ACL ruptures a year. <laughs> that's just though. That's an overall. That's not. That's not just trampolines. <laughs> no, but that is just in the U.S. Yeah, that is insane. That's, that's so many. But how many how many trampoline injuries per year? Let's see that. How many people hurt themselves on trampolines? It's just got to be. This is stupid. I mean, it's so fucking dangerous. A hundred thousand injuries every year. Between two thousand two and two thousand eleven, more than a million people landed in emergency rooms <gasps> with injuries related to trampoline use. Almost three hundred thousand of the injuries include broken bones. At least. And there's seven terrifying <laughs> statistics about trampoline safety. Let's hit that real quick. Fuck. Right, right there, yeah. Dude, fuck a trampoline. We're never getting one of these for our kids. Oh. Never. Can you make that bigger? Uh, children 000, yeah. under 16 suffer nearly 93% of fractures related to trampolines. Oh, my God. <sighs> Three quarters of trampoline injuries happen to... Uh, as What? Three quarters of trampoline injuries happen... As more than one person jumps. Oh, okay. So oh, the big double jump. Yeah. That's what, because one guy will go down and it'll launch you even faster. Yeah. Approximately 15% Shit. of injuries ha- on trampolines happen to children under six. Oh, no. Forget uh, about it. One in 200 it. injuries lead to permanent neurological damage. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. Well.
Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting to something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hardmints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Yep. Oh, forget about it. Uh, Shit ain't gonna happen. Among trampoline injuries treated in emergency rooms, 4% res- result in a hospital stay. Jesus My goodness. Fucking, fuck a trampoline, dude. Wow. We're not getting that in our house. That is... Um, no way, Jose. Yeah. No thanks, Tom Hanks. There you go. No thanks. That's okay. a lot. Okay. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our guest in just a moment. We are super excited, and I haven't been doing anything creepy online, so it's fine that he's here <laughs> to have the great As far noted, as you know. As far as I know, yes. Noted journalist. Chris Hansen, thank yeah. you very much for well, stopping thank you here. guys for having me. I uh, this it. is this Goodness. is a treat, man. Um, you are you've done a lot in your career, but as we were briefly discussing, nothing is as exciting to people as watching a chomo get caught, and um, you are their worst nightmare. When they see you, it's like, oh fuck! <laughs> like when you go, just have just have a seat for me right there. So there was a case just a couple weeks ago uh-huh. um, down south. And a guy got caught by the police. It wasn't one of our stings. Yeah. And he was upset he got caught, understood that he was, you know, committing a crime, but was relieved because it was just the police and not, and not me. <laughs> and he says it's in the, yeah. it's the, in the transcripts the, of the, the, public uh, the police report. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can imagine that, of course, committing a crime... And, you're, and getting caught is terrible, right? When the police, but it's probably when you're like, oh, this can be broadcast. 
yeah. on television. All over the world. Yeah. This and then rebroadcast yeah. on social media and YouTube it. and everything else. So because, like, I mean, it really caught fire, you know, like the orig- like the idea. You pitched it originally as a segment, like just like a one-off? Well, originally, yeah, I became aware of Perverted Justice, which was the online watchdog group. Um, they had a website, and they would have their decoys go in and just exist in a chat room. And if they were hit upon by an adult and the conversation grew graphic sexually, they would post that person's ID mm-hmm. on their website and people could go to Perverted Justice and see it. And I thought, boy, if we could use their ability to be decoys online and combine it with our ability to wire a house with hidden cameras and microphones, it could be pretty compelling. And so yeah. we did it in Long Island, Beth Page, Long Island. And I was driving out there, and I got caught in traffic on the Throgs Neck Bridge. And I thought, oh, God, what happens if nobody shows up? You know, and I've just wasted tens of thousands of dollars of the network's money. And with that, my producer calls and said, you know, where the hell are you? I've got two guys who are about to knock on the door in 45 minutes. So traffic clears. I haul ass over there. And we get into position. And, you know... We had security there. But in those first couple investigations, we didn't have law enforcement doing a parallel investigation. Mm -hmm. So the first guy shows up, and I'm just trying to keep my heart in my chest. You know, I've confronted a lot of bad people over the years, but this is close quarters. Yeah. You know, I've got Ronnie Knights there, my security guy, and we've gone through it all, and there's a protocol. But the guy's right there. I mean, he's in the kitchen. Yeah. With me. Ugh. And I'm trying to concentrate and have the transcripts. And so we get to the first guy. And Did he bring his um, his um, wine coolers? Six pack of wine there coolers? There weren't a lot of things brought in the first couple oh. guys. They ultimately did. Yeah. And the decoys would ask for that because oh, it right. shows intent. Right. You know, and, and the police um, use that in their cases. But, you know, the first couple guys came through and got to the third guy, and I grabbed the wrong transcripts from the dining room table. And I said, it says here you want to do this, that, and the other thing with a 13-year-old named Beth. No, that's not me. Excuse me. Went back. Got another transcript. <laughs> Second transcript was wrong. Finally, I got to the third stack of of uh, chats, and I had the right one. He said, okay, great. We can continue. It's like, oh, I'm that person. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's, that's not the yeah, first yeah. two That groups. is me. <laughs> yeah, but, that's me. Yeah. And uh, did this, like, because, geez. I mean, obviously, you know, you're a journalist, and you've investigated and 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 read about and are aware of you know obviously there's a lot of bad people in the world but did it totally open your eyes to elaine you're like oh wow i didn't realize it was like this absolutely um and again you know we merely use chat rooms from aol and yahoo 17 years ago when we started this so today i mean i can't keep up with the number of social media platforms Upon which a predator can approach a child. I mean, in your daily course of, you know, dealing with the Internet, you know, people are on TikTok, they're doing Snapchat, they're, um, you know, they're dating apps, of course. Oh, my gosh. You know. So the creepers have found an infinite number of ways to creep out. Absolutely. How do you keep? What's how do you keep up? With well, I, I think it comes down to you know you get into this discussion about okay you talk about the drug problem. Society is now coming to grips with the fact that it's an addiction and there's a treatment for it, and so there's a combination of criminal justice and treatment. But 
we don't have an effective demand reduction theory, policy in place for child predators because it's not one type of guy. Mm, That's what I was going to ask you is that in all the years you've been doing this, what's the common denominator? What do you see? The common denominator is they don't stand out of a crowd. It could be the guy standing next to you. Right. At the dry cleaners sometimes on a it, Saturday morning. It looks like a creep. Absolutely. Like, yeah. We've had guys yeah. come in, right, with yeah. predator tattooed on their forehead. Yeah. <laughs> the baby raper stamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you know. Yeah. And these guys are hardcore heavy yeah. hitters, and yeah. they're just bad humans. <laughs> right. And you just know. You sense it immediately. At the rock bottom yeah. of your soul that yeah. this, is, this yeah. is a guy that needs to go away. Yeah. But we've also had doctors no. and teachers. I mean, people who were at the cutting edge of of cancer cures are in our backyard in Petaluma, California on a Saturday morning trying to meet a 13-year-old girl. Mm. We had Maurice Wolin. He was the guy who I described. Just committed suicide earlier this year. Really? Yeah. So that's the, that's the, the 60, sad common denominator yeah. is that it could be anyone. Right. Here's a guy who was highly educated, highly compensated, Married to another physician, mm. daughters, and he's in our sting on a Saturday morning there to meet a girl. So hold on. God. So he's got daughters of his own. Do we assume that he's abusing his own children? Not or? necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, that is one scenario we've seen. But in this case, these guys... And, and I'll say that Dr. Maurice Wolin was from that middle category, a guy who probably had fantasies mm-hmm. he wanted fulfilled but wouldn't be acting upon them if it wasn't for the Internet, the 24-hour access, the addictive nature of it, and the anonymity that allowed him to say things yeah. that he wouldn't normally have been able to say face-to-face. Sure. And these guys cross this line between fantasy and reality, and the next thing you know, they're knocking at our door or creeping around our, our side sidewalk and entering our set. But did you um, – because yeah. I, I, rem- like, I remember, obviously, the show like exploding. Was it um, apparent immediately that you had more than a segment in a show? Like, was the feedback so crazy when, it, when that first – Well, here's the, the, the – interesting part of it is we did the first investigation and we knew this was very compelling television very important television and it was on the shelf for several months at nbc really and in the discussion was back and forth when do we do this do we time it to september obviously it's it's important material and very compelling material and a discussion erupted in a meeting about, you know, ah, gosh, you know, how do we promote this? And I finally, out of frustration, said, you want to know how to promote this? I'll tell you how to promote it. And people are now looking, oh, Hansen's finally lost his mind because <laughs> he's going to yeah. say something outrageous here. And I said, there's a man on your back porch who wants to have sex with your daughter tonight. And I used more graphic language than that. Tonight, we're going to show you how to stop that from happening. And... A few weeks later, it was on television. Boom. Yeah. Boom. And people got it. I mean, people knew, but it was, look, it was out there. It was different. There were a yeah. lot of conversations about standards and, you know, is this, you know, are we doing something that pushes the envelope? Mm-hmm. You know, it made people nervous. 
it made me nervous a little bit. Sure. You know, this was out of my, you know, I'd done a lot of edgy stuff. I mean, that's why they have me, yeah. is to do edgy stuff. Right. Right. To go to Guam and spontaneously interview a doctor who got caught up in our, you know, child sex prostitution story in Cambodia. You know, I, I get that that's my role. But this was different. Mm-hmm. Um, this took on a certainly an identity and life of its own, and, and to this day, to this day, years I mean, later, and that, and it's being <laughs> like a reboot. Is well, we we right? shot we shot some new investigations in Michigan, and uh, we put some of that on the YouTube channel. Have a seat with Chris Hansen. We're holding the rest to go along with other investigations we have planned in a new series, and we have a series of meetings in the next few weeks, and we should determine where that's going to go. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's a public service. And I wish there were a spinoff show uh, to torture a predator. <laughs> and I, I would be first in line. <laughs> that's going to be a long well, line. You know, it, it's funny because you bring up that it's a, a service. Because I remember it. So I worked for America's Most Wanted. That was one of my Ryan. first jobs. Sure. And I remember when the, they finally they pulled the plug on the show. And the public backlash mm. made them bring the show back for oh, yeah. another wow. like eight seasons oh, or something. Yeah. I mean, well, John Walsh, who I know yeah. well because I've done some work with the uh, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and I've met him several times. And, and uh, I mean, that that really resonated with people as well. And yeah. and the thing is, that, you know, it was like, like yours, you know, it was, it's satisfying. But it also, you know, that show in particular, um, if you look at the stats, it was responsible for catching a lot of fugitives. Oh. A lot. Thousands, yeah. I would guess. Yeah, it's it's almost number. one of those things where you go, why isn't this a state-sponsored show that right. never ends? Yeah, it should be on right. you know? public broadcasting or whatever. It should just yeah. be a channel where you can watch these oh. guys' faces. And, you know, what's what's been amazing to me is how many people follow these cases. Uh, there are entire groups on social media um, who follow and and... Keep track of people. Great. We do it, you know, in our own way. That's yeah. why we do do the podcast, Predators Have Caught, because, I love it. you know, more kids are online more Ugh. often than ever before, it's, and that creates opportunities. So, so it, it gives us a chance to do a couple of different things. One, where are they now? You know, there are some, and we're going to profile them, who rehabilitated themselves. Really? Let's talk about that. Very few. By the way, I just had a flat, because I remember watching an episode, I don't know how many years ago, where I believe you, a guy showed up, and I don't remember if he went to jail or whatever, but it was like the next day, somebody was like, meet me at McDonald's or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was in our second investigation. (laughs) And again, it was before law enforcement was involved. I'll tell you this right. So guy's name is John Kennelly. Wow, okay. Right? His screen name wow. is Special Guy 29. Okay. Oh, he was really? neither 29 nor that special. <laughs> we are in Herndon, Virginia. Yeah. Set up in a home of a retired FBI agent who I've known for years. Okay. We rented the house, did the whole thing. And it was active. I mean, this is right outside of Washington, D.C. And we had a teacher, and we had um, a guy who was with the military. We had guys from all walks of life, and this guy who walked into the house naked. <laughs> and the the decoys have different profiles. So we right. have some that are very demure and have had no sexual contact with anybody. Then we have some who are a little more cheeky. And this yeah. person, this profile, decoy, said it'd be really hot if you came in naked. 
<laughs> so here comes John Cannell in his red pickup truck, walks into the garage. We had the camera set up. He starts to strip, and he strips down to his underwear. And he walks in carrying his clothes and a 12-pack of beer. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the back in the next room with Ronnie Knight looking at this in the monitor saying, leave this? <laughs> God. And, and he walks out, and, and the producers had put a, um, a blanket towel type thing on the top of the refrigerator and I walked out and grabbed it and I said here wrap yourself up in this and uh, that stool he sat on became a part of predator history and exists today really yeah a friend of mine has it and so you confronted him I did I said you know what are you doing here yeah because in the profile he said first he was a teacher and then a school employee it turned out he was a bus driver but the fact that we thought he was a teacher, yeah, all of a sudden, and now he's naked in our kitchen. And did he go to jail that day? No, because we didn't have the police, the police there. So he but, walks out, uh-huh. right? The next day, there's commotion in the room dedicated to the sure. online decoys. Sure. I said, "What's going on?" And Frag or Dell, I forget which, said, uh, "Remember the guy who came in naked yesterday? It's hard to forget." <laughs> yeah. You know, I said, uh, "I said, what about him?" He said, "He's back." in a different chat room, talking to another kid. And obviously, he's not going to come back to the house. Now, we've got a production problem because this house is wired. If I leave and somebody else shows up, then we have problems. But we've had, you know, 18, 20 guys at this point show up. So I said, set up a meeting at McDonald's or a fast food restaurant. Get online, find it. We go there, two crews, big cameras, shotgun mics, and we're sitting in the suburban waiting. And here he comes. Same red truck, in one side. We move in, and I'm thinking, all right, this guy's going to bolt. I better have my question ready. And I asked him when he walked out, the only thing I could think of, which is at that time I had been in the business for 24 years. I've very seldom been at a loss for words. <laughs> but I don't know what to ask you first. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, I'm getting help. I said, but I'm seeing a counselor. I said, well, John, it's not working. Yeah. You know? And um, he faced criminal charges in that case, was caught again exposing himself to a young couple at a park. And um, he's, you know, living his life and Do hasn't you been in have a, trouble. of a theory on, because this actually, ha- like people, you know, think about this and discuss this when they watch a show like that or just the, the conversation, the topic at hand. Do you have a theory about whether somebody like that or somebody that's pursuing that is like, you know, redeemable? Like, can can... Can, Can they, they be I think I think some are, but I, I think, you know, we talked about the one category that I believe Maurice Wolnan, the doctor, fit into, was the guy who was predisposed to it but wouldn't do it without the Internet. Right. Then I think there's another category of heavy hitters yeah. who lock them up. Yeah. So those, they, but hold on. they can't be fixed. So, but but when we're talking about fixing, is it that their wires are crossed? Are they, are they just, the brain is such that they, this is what they're into and it's just poor impulse control, is that? I, I think in some cases, yes. And part of the problem here is that it's not a real sexy aspect of medicine and psychiatry. Right. I mean, there are dedicated people yeah. who study this, who go into the prisons, who work with this. But, I mean, if you're going to spend your time going to medical school, are you going to go do that? Or are yeah. you going to open up plastic surgery practice on Park Avenue? Of course. Right. You know, I, I'm not dismissing either one. Of course. But, I mean, it's it's grueling, yeah. draining Dark. work that these doctors do to get inside these guys' minds. 
Um, and people do it, thankfully, because it helps us to understand. And we know, and I've interviewed them, and I'm getting ready to put another um, therapist, psychiatrist, who trains people to be therapists and psychiatrists for offenders, sex offenders like this. I'm getting ready to interview her for the podcast, my podcast. And um, it's they'll tell you a couple things. One, there's very definitely a link between the viewing of child pornography and offending. Mm. Without question. So if you're watching it, you're likely doing it. You're getting ready to do it. You're getting ready. There is a very high correlation. Two, if they've caught somebody once, they've done it before. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are undeniable truths. The other moment I always think about is um, it was really it's really interesting to watch the moment of when you want walk out and um, how like willing to listen some people are when you go have a seat and they're like, they sit down like the ones who are like, yep, I'm sitting down. Like they are, it's like, yeah, it's almost like a, you're a journalist, but they're treating it like a judge just said, sit down, you know? Well, in the more recent ones that we shot a few months ago in Michigan, um, we had a, one of my production partners was there and he said, wait a minute, this guy, you know, in one case was already given his rights. Yeah. Didn't have to do anything because he said, I want to get out of here. But, complied and sat with you yeah wow you know even with covid you know precautions in place i mean it was a bit of a aggressive thing to work out in the middle of the pandemic or towards the end of the pandemic to actually do one of these investigations I mean, we had all kinds of protocols and yet these guys showed up i mean we had in the latest investigation we had um um a michigan prison guard a corrections no. officer. We had a guy who was a contractor oh who did work in the governor's mansion. We had an, a guy in auto engineering. I mean, these are, this is 17 years after the first investigation. And I guarantee you, we could go back to places where we have already done them, and people would show up. Same, the same dudes, you mean? I don't know if it's the same dudes, but the same type of same dudes. Same type of dude. Yeah. Have you ever caught a woman? Never. Never. And there you go. But go. call me a chomo. Number one, yeah. we're number one, guys. Yeah, this see. So this is the this is the wiring, man. The, the, I think why right. is it? Why is why? it? Why? Because when you, we, I've asked that question many, many times uh, to smarter people than than me. And what the shrinks tell you is that when it comes to the female predator, you are more likely to see the teacher student scenario because mm. the female predator does not like the anonymity whereas the male predator in many cases gets off on the anonymity mm. the more yeah. casual encounter now it's happened yeah i mean I, I wrote a book years ago about the whole predator experience and we did have a case where there was an online female predator and it, it it's happened but it's, it's rare. rare but when you in in our experience and we're talking 400 plus almost 500 guys you yeah. know in and out of there <laughs> not one Female. It's There's wild the cool way. Guys. I mean, I don't know if it's it's just the wiring of our drives that is so different. Where like men, you know, put out messages like guys do stuff. Black like, guys will love to fuck and fuck good. If you're a hot black guy and you want to fuck me at twenty three ninety five, giving out his address, move in, you, you know, can it's move like, in, but you got to fuck me. <laughs> I, mean, I need I need to be fucked a lot, man. That's a guy. Free food, free rent. He's giving out free food and rent. Yeah, like, he's out of his mind. Yeah, he's so hopped not, up. That's not woman. You know, a woman's never going right. to do that. Yeah, a woman's that's never. Not right. No, women are not like that's a, this. That's a fellow with some issues, right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to beat the. 
beat the hell out of the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy. It's on every yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and who does that? I mean, we got into this. We, the, I was in the, recording the podcast for for last yeah. week. Uh, the episode's out now. And the guy had sent, uh, first of all, his screen name is Loverman Genius, right? Okay. And he spelled genius wrong. That's good. So we're recording this, and, and I, I'm going through the notes, and I go back and watch all the videos and immerse myself in it, which is interesting and creepy all at the same time. And the guy had sent pictures of his genitalia to, you know, someone he thought was a 13-year-old girl. God cool. damn. And I'm... And I went off on this whole thing talking about it. It's like, first of all, in the history of the world, I'm going to predict that no man has ever gotten what he wanted by sending pictures of his junk <laughs> to any woman in the world. Yeah. Has that ever worked in any way? I know. It's not. Who's going to do that? It's repulsive. Who's Nobody. It? No. You don't lead with a dick. No. You it's don't not do, the profile pic. No. <laughs> well, also, it's like. It's so different, like re, like a man seeing a woman's naked body. It's it is different. I think you know, like for like for you to be like, oh, sweet balls, you know, like it's just it doesn't it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't translate. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I just it, it uh, and I don't think it's sexist. I just think it's reality. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so I too. agree. When they're like, there's no difference between men and women. Uh, really? Yeah, because it's a whole lot of things that are different. Well, and if you don't recognize it, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention because uh, most of the killing done in the world, dudes. Okay, yeah. serial killers, how many women? Maybe a couple? Eileen yeah. Warnos. Eileen Warnos, Eileen Warnos yeah. our favorite. And then who else? Uh, there's, they're there's, not many. There's a dozen. Yeah. Okay, a dozen. You know, okay. Yeah. Uh, who's who's showing up on To Catch a Predator? It's right. guys. It's dudes. Yeah. So dudes. something fucking tells me big difference. Now, the difference is that guys wow. are just cooler. Guys have <laughs> more cool shit going on, you know? We're just... That is a that is a essential difference. They're, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's totally different. It is wild. Uh, you don't see, yeah, you don't see, you know. Now, have you ever had a guy, when you caught him, be more obsessed with you? Like, oh, that's Chris, Chris Hansen, what up, dude? Oh, snap. Like, more Not stoked? quite at that level, but we have it. I mean, <laughs> this week's podcast, the guy knew, you know. I said, well, you've seen the show then. Yeah, 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 I've seen the show. I said, well, how do you feel when those guys get caught? Like you're being caught now. He goes, well, I feel sad for him, but you know, they're, you know, blah, 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 blah. Those are my brothers, man. You're the guy. (laughs) Yeah, you're the guy. You know? And, uh. You're the star. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh. Have you ever felt real fear in that moment? Because I feel like a couple times. Yeah. Were you A couple times. I mean, you're always on edge. Yeah, of course. I mean, as many times as you do it, and it doesn't matter whether the police are in the next room or 100 feet away or. Who's working my security? It, it, it's, you know, you're paying attention. Well, I thought about it in that, you know, all of us make mistakes, right? But you are present for what is a lot of people's most critical life mistake. Like yeah. the moment where they like, I just fucked up my life. You've been there for more of those than anybody. Right. You know? And it's, you know, <laughs> so compelling, I think. Yeah. Because Ugh. we are covering... The commission of a felony. Yeah. I mean, in the lesson, the big picture lesson I've always argued of this series for journalism in general is that it it is immersive, it is experiential, it is witnessing, you know, news, yeah. crime as it happens. And it's enterprising in a way that, you know, few things are. 
And so the lesson is if you can use technology, if you can use enterprising techniques, whether it's this topic or anything else, mm-hmm. it's important and compelling. And it's hard to do. It's, you know, it's, it's, a lot goes into it. How long does it take you to go from, you know, decoy set to the guy showing up to the house? It can be 30 days. <laughs> You're like 30 minutes. <laughs> or it can be, we've had it 10 minutes. Oh, we've a, we've God. Had, we've, had, we've, had, God. we've had cases where guys have shown up literally in 10 minutes after first contact. Naked. Fast roller. Yeah. Yeah. Six pack. Ready yeah. to go. Yeah. That is wild. And walk right in. Walk but right we've, in. to your earlier question, yeah, we've had guys who said, oh, you're Chris Hansen. <laughs> and I said, well, how did you know that? He goes, oh, I watch the show all the time. Great Everybody. show, man. Really yeah, good show. Yeah, when I miss it, I download <laughs> it from the internet. I said, come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, I'd imagine that in those circles, you're a huge, cele- like, they would know who the heck you are, right? They well, would- we always, we did the, uh, you know, everybody knows the Nigerian online scams yeah. and, and all that. And and so I conned NBC into letting us do that story. And it's hard to do because as prevalent as the crime is, to catch somebody is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. And literally, God bless them, they committed to two producers plus associate producers for almost a year on and off, working and working and working and smoking these guys out and creating identities. And we, because they're in Nigeria in yeah. some yeah. cyber cafe and you, they're not, they can go to the next person yeah. if you call them out. And we got guys to meet us in London and in other places where we were able to confront them. I saw a portion of this. But it, it was, um, you know, it was a once in a lifetime deal because yeah. it, it, nobody's going to commit yeah. to doing that. But the joke after that was, I'm sure Hanson's picture is posted in every Nigerian cyber cafe <laughs> oh, yeah. from Lagos to, you know, across the, across the border yeah. into Benin, you know. Of course. <laughs> and, and probably, like, it, it, the fucked up thing is you're that con artist, and you still are, like, you, you feel legitimately upset that somebody fucked up your con. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, because yeah, it's an industry. Yeah, it worked really yeah. hard to do this. Yeah, yeah. Some poor lady in... You know, Fairfield, Connecticut is out $250,000. Oh, my God. Oh, my it, God. You know? It's so sad. Like, um, I saw another thing where they're showing, like, how intricate some of these cons are with oh. um, with sending people to pick up packages of money, you know, like packages of cash, and, like, they're really just, like, couriers. They don't even, some of them don't know what they're pa- picking up, and it's dropped off We to did a else. story on, related to this very same thing, where... Um, they were conning people in the United States to take delivery of packages and reship them, mm-hmm. right? So you got somebody overseas in Europe or in Africa, and they do a sweetheart swindle, essentially. So there's a beautiful picture of this woman that was, you know, cop from some Danish soft porn site, and yeah. they developed a relationship with some poor schlep in upstate New York who's lonely, and, and you got to do this, you got to do that. No, she's coming, Wendy's going to meet me, and blah, 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 blah. In the meantime... All this stuff's arriving at his house, and he's taking it down to the uh, DHL and reshipping it under the guise of, of doing all this stuff. So we set up, you know, uh, CH delivery where you absolutely positively are going to get it, and we start delivering these packages that we infiltrate on this website where they trade all kinds of information, people's private information. And so I'm delivering them, you know, 
couple times a month. And finally, we invite him in. And I said to him, I said, who's this Wendy? Have you met her? No, 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 but I'm going to meet her. She's my fiance. And, and uh, I said, well, you know, you can't trust everybody on the Internet. He goes, yeah, I know. I watched that show, Dateline, and <laughs> that guy, Chris Hansen. I'm sitting there, and <laughs> not disguised. I'm in a fleece with a Detroit Tigers ball cap on. And he said, have you seen the show? I said, yeah, it's a pretty good show. And, and uh, he said, yeah, but... You know, he really goes after him. I said, well, you know, yeah, that could happen to anybody. And I was about to say, he's a pretty handsome fellow, isn't he? And, <laughs> and thought might be pushing it. But that was the intersection of, you know, to catch a predator is uh, crossing over into catch an ID thief. Because that's what mm. these people are doing. And unwittingly sucked into it. Mm. What do you think is the fascinating, because I'm one of the, like, I'm a Dateline fan. And I'm a, a fan of that type of journalism and of you know, bios, crime shows in general, and obviously it's a huge genre, uh, but what do you think is the appeal to, to, like, to human beings of these types of stories? Well, I, I think, at least in my case, what I always try to do with, you know, whether it's a predator thing or a crime thing or one of the things we've got out now in Discovery Plus on the Peter Nygaard investigation or Onision in real life is to take people inside the crimes. Yeah. You know, on a journey of discovery where they see things they wouldn't normally see or hear things they wouldn't normally hear. Either it's a crime that people aren't completely familiar with that'll blow their minds, or it's a crime everybody knows about where we have access yeah. that nobody else has. Right. And to me, that's the storytelling. But I, there is a fascination. I mean, it goes back to, you know, the strange case of Leopold and Lowe in Chicago and, you know, a million years ago, these two kids who committed a crime and were only caught because one had an odd... A prescription for his glasses and uh, you know i remember you know hearing about it when i was a kid and being fascinated with it and, and you know and just drove me to be interested in this whole genre but i think people in general like to be involved yeah like to understand how could somebody do something that mm-hmm. heinous and right. then be a part of the the solution in well, some ways. and also i think it's part of it is what you said about when you said the common denominator denominator is that it could be anyone yeah it's that we go like who is capable of right. X number of crimes. Right. And then you always learn that it, you know. Well, it's like, you know, what about divorce? Do we, why do we have to try to kill our spouses? Right. And if a guy saddles up to you at a bar and says, well, I can kill your, your problem for you. Yeah. You know, that's right away. It's, you know, it's a warning sign that's probably somebody with the ATF or yeah. DEA or sure. the Sheriff's Department. I mean, Jesus. You know. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was think, a real moment there. Well. I think too, like we were watching a movie about Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. What was it that with the the, the no Hobbit man of God? Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, there's this compelling scene where Ted Bundy's trying to convince the guy that he's meeting with that Bill Hagmeyer, Bill Hagmeyer, that yeah. you know he's like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. You know, I'm. Um, he has these drives like anyone else. Like you know, you have you have crazy impulses too. I just act on them, and then I think. Part of it for me, what I like to watch, I don't watch it very often because I, I, I'm afraid. But um, Don't watch it alone. I can't watch it alone. God, it makes me messed Here's up. Here's the point. Bundy wasn't a bad, a bad guy. guy. You know what I mean? Knucklehead. Just a real goofball. And <laughs> He's a bad fraternity brother. Yeah. yeah. But you think to yourself, like, gosh, if I could put myself in their shoes, like, what is that? Like, well, the, am I capable of it, too? That's, is that's that why a, people a are watching? Like, sure. Could, could I kill somebody? I don't know. Yeah, I think people have I wanted that. to. Yeah, everybody's because you know, we were talking about that. How everybody's gone like I could fucking kill this guy right now. You know what I mean? Right. But you say it, even but you don't yeah. mean. But don't. even in your most ra- like uh, you know 
your most rageful moments, there's something inside of you that just stops you, right, right, from acting on it. And then there's that segment of the population that acts on it. And it's like, I think it's, you know, it always kind of fascinates yeah, us. Yeah, so like, why did they act on yeah, it? And, yeah. and you how, how did they get to that point? Yeah, yeah. how does you know, that happen? I tell you, the one that I'm fascinated with right now is that uh, Murtaugh case in South Carolina. Where the, yes. You know, the tragedy the, of the, the... The wife and the daughter and the son. The son were killed and then the husband is... Superficially shot the other day. Superficially shot, allegedly changing a tire and released from his law firm with millions of dollars missing. So yeah, uh-huh. and then he made the statement that I've made a lot of mistakes. And we're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. He went into rehab. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when that original, when the wife and son were found dead, the police were like, "Don't you know this wasn't? Don't they didn't even like point to him in any way." No, and and I'm not suggesting I have any insight yeah. into it, except it's it's just a, one of those really um, fascinating, tragic cases that you know it's like midnight in the garden of good and evil. Yeah, you know. And so I think we may have to do something on that. Do you have uh, cases that you look back on that are um, either your favorite in what the story revealed, or that still keep you up wondering that like you don't have closure on? Yeah, I mean, there are a number of them, you know, over the years. I mean, I've been doing this 40 years. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and think of something that I covered in Lansing, Michigan in 1981 that, mm-hmm. you know, or, or you know, why did Billy Ferry in Tampa, Florida s- splash gasoline on a checkout area at Winn-Dixie and light it on fire, changing the course of life for so many people in suburban Tampa and and in in simpler things i mean you know we had been i had been clued into the epstein thing you know 5 6 years before you know it really hit critical mass and had some good information and was you know pursuing a potential enterprise sting operation in new york and the security level was just such that we couldn't penetrate whatever he was doing and so i got busy with other projects to be honest with mm-hmm. you but it was the Miami Herald reporter who kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away on a daily basis. She just wrote a book, Perverted Perversion of Justice. And um, Julie K. Brown is the author's name. And she convinced some of these victims to speak out and be public. And that's what made the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where local journalism can really influence yeah. justice. Because the U.S. attorney at the time in New York, when they announced the charges, flat out said, without the Miami Herald and the work of this reporter, we wouldn't be here with this federal prosecution. That case is so, I mean, it's fascinating. Twisted. On so many, it's twisted on so yeah. many levels. But um, do you, uh, when you look at that case now, do you have still questions, suspicions about everybody that interacted with him? Well, yeah, because you know... I've been told mm-hmm. by people who I believe know and have firsthand um, knowledge that there were pictures in that safe in the home in New York evidence. And I've seen, I have ledgers that were taken from that house in, in Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, with lists of names. People were involved. Mm-hmm. And there, there are pictures um, of prominent people. And so, you know, who's got influence there? I don't like to engage in speculation. I can't back up. Right. But you have to wonder. 
Yeah. Now, is there anything I've come across that indicates it was anything other than a suicide? No. Right. But, I mean, do the math. It raises questions. I mean, the way the circumstances of the death are will yeah. always be are going to lead to well yeah i mean it's consistent with the suicide but right. i mean how does that happen but in it, a federal lock right happen? and like you know when he's one guard's like sleeping and the guy's on yeah, break and it, 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 it's and then you had michael Baden uh saying that for like in in his forensic analysis that it was much more consistent with homicide or as he says homicide yeah. um <laughs> Then, then, yeah, that's how he says it. So weird. Um, but uh, but you know he's one of the most prominent uh, right. forensic. Uh, well, it's and it, the other issue that it all speaks to is the the sense of impunity because of money and power. Yeah, and, and it was especially striking if you look at Unseemly, right? Which is this other series that uh, I was executive producer on the Peter Nygaard case. The yes, guy in the fashion I wanted, industry. So, so a mean, lot of people don't know about is, him. Yeah, so we, we, we covered we him. We covered him one yeah. time because we, we consider him to be a cool guy. The cool guy club. <laughs> guys. That's a bad club right yeah. there. That's not a good club. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what we call them, the cool guys. Yeah. So this guy's like there one of the founding on members, that, on the yeah. cool guy. And there he is on the cool other guy. monitor, but yeah. Yeah, there's Peter Nugger. So we... Uh, Will you brief people on like Peter who don't know, though? Like Peter Nygaard is a multi-multi-millionaire, borderline billionaire... Canadian fashion mogul. Mm-hmm. If you bought a pair of women's jeans in most department stores, there was a high chance that Nygaard made them. Uh, Dillard sold all the stuff. A lot of mid-level department stores and some higher-end department stores. They did. He did private label stuff. So he made a ton of money, and he had uh, uh, his headquarters in New York, Winnipeg. Uh, big place in uh, Marina Del Rey in Los Angeles and a huge compound in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And in the Bahamas, Mm-mm. he was recruiting <laughs> yeah. very young women for sex. It involved drugging, forced rape. All rape is forced, but it was aggressive. And investigators believe that he's probably sexually assaulted thousands of women over 50 years wow. from women who wanted to be models to young children Jesus Christ, involving man. druggings, violent, brutal, physically aggressive sexual assaults. And he got away with it because he was buying people off. Mm. And he was intimidating guys like me with lawsuits and because he was in Canada, the CBC was on him. Well, the, he, you know, Made their lives hell. Yeah. And we were fully anticipating being in his cross hairs. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't because of the timing of the thing. He was actually arrested and indicted right. just as we were getting ready to roll this out on Discovery Plus. But it is really, really, I mean, we did, I did a lot of the interviews with the victims in the Bahamas. And it was just absolutely draining it sounds and like the courage that these young women had to come forward oh my god I can't um, imagine. and then you know he was involved in all this stem cell stuff so he was allegedly impregnating young women coercing them into having abortions and then having the stem cells harvested from the aborted fetuses to inject in himself oh my in this quest god. for never-ending youth and virility 
I mean, is there anything more evil? I don't think I've heard of anything more evil in my life. That that might no, be the it's, worst it's, thing it's, I've it's, ever it's, heard. And then, you know, to top it off, I get a Jesus phone call Christ. one day. We're, we're up to our, our eyeballs in this investigation, and a guy calls me who I've known for many years. He's involved in a lot of things and says, hey, it's a Nygaard store you're working on. I said, yeah, absolutely. He said, call this guy. And it ends up being the lawyer who represented the guy who is his videographer for three years, who just out of the uh, sense of justice shared all those hundreds of hours of video. So not only did he have the pamper parties oh and all that, God. we had pamper parties. you know, the private jet and the stripper pole and going to Asia to get the, you know, the, the stem cell research. I mean, all of that we had. So suddenly a great story turns into an incredibly rich story with video that yeah. has never been seen before. Oh, it sounds a lot like the um, like there's parallels to the Weinstein story. Well, it, yeah. very much so. But this thing, I mean, literally between dealing with investigators and not endangering a law enforcement investigation and getting people to talk to us and navigate yeah. every day yeah. for a year of my life was like a 3D game of chess working on wow. this thing. <sighs> I mean, it was, and, and, and I was just one of a lot of, Hardworking people on this. Sure, I mean Blackfin Productions, Discovery Plus. I mean I've done a lot of work with Discovery in, over the years, and, and hope to do much more because they're a great operation. But you know, is it, your Nygaard piece out? Is it's out right, it's, on it's Discovery right. Plus. It's called okay. Unseemly. It's a four-part series. Four-part series. The, the oh, I'll Peter check Nygaard that out. Investigation. It's, okay. it's get comfortable because it's. Uh, I mean, my almost thirty-year-old son, who's in television and um, video production, and does has worked with me and does a lot of films and commercials. He sat with me and watched the first episode. He said, Dad, um, can we take a break and go out and get some pizza before we come back to part two? Yeah, I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I, we can do that. I felt like that after <laughs> watching uh, part one of that Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was very, like, very powerful. Yeah. But it's important, Shit. you know, and it, it's, yeah. it's uh, again, it goes back to the Miami Herald and Julie K. Brown and, and Epstein. Without, you know, without yeah. that work, yeah, you know, you don't get justice, and and I wasn't the only one covering the story. We weren't the only ones covering the story. I mean, the New York Times worked on it. We worked on it. The Canadian Broadcast Company. I mean, people were on it, but he had pretty much bought his way out of every issue he ever had oh my God. in the Bahamas. And the interesting thing about it was he was neighbors with a billionaire, Louis Bacon, who runs a hedge fund, mm-hmm. and they got into a property. Dispute. That's right. And initially it was, you know, billionaires battling over a beachfront property in Bermuda. Yes. You know, and there had been some people who wrote about it. I think um, Vanity Fair may have done a piece and some others. But it never rose to that level of horror that we, you know, uncovered and infiltrated. And to the Bacon, to Bacon's credit, I mean, his people uncovered all this criminal activity in what was a environmental property battle yeah and did the right thing and hired people and got lawyers involved to represent the victims and and push for justice wow and so you know we may never have gotten to this point without lewis bacon and And, uh, and and his family and had nygaard just been like yeah you know you can have a couple more yards of the driveway if you want yeah or stop stop because his compound there was like something out of jurassic park yeah i mean it's crazy yeah and uh, or it was, and um, you know that was that was really the the thing that got it wrong. Sorry, Jesus. I'm still stuck on impregnating women, forcing them to have abortion. Girls, girls I mean, sorry, yeah. girls, 
aborting the fetuses and then taking the stem cells from the aborted fetuses to make him look younger. I, looks, mean, I mean, he looks great. I got to give him credit. Yeah, he's it works. very good looking guy. He's, you know, they they arrested him in Winnipeg uh, last Jesus. January, Man. and uh, he's been held without bail pending extradition to this country for trial. And oh. that extradition hearing is not even happening till November. And now he's not been on his drugs and his injections and his supplements <laughs> and all this stuff. So apparently Uh-oh. he's having kind of a rough go. Ooh, <laughs> poor Peter. Poor guy. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Peter. I've heard, I think I want to say that if you go to Winnipeg Airport, wasn't there like a statue of him or some no. shit? I don't so, think at the airport, but there, there were, I mean, uh-oh. he was... You Somewhere know, in Winnipeg, there was like... Not anymore. I, I want to say there I think was at a, his corporate headquarters. In really? Yeah. Maybe what? Check out Gosh. Winnipeg Airport. Is there? Yeah. There were. I think he had a banner there. I don't a know. Ba- if it was oh, a statue, so maybe it was a banner. He, he had. Yeah. He had. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was like a big sign at Winnipeg. Yeah. Put Winnipeg Airport. I know what you're though. talking about. Yeah. Winnipeg Airport. Maybe it was. Oh yeah. Oh, see, it was like that thing. Yeah. yeah. He like welcomes a, you to Winnipeg. Welcome to Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he Ugh. looks like. Look at the muscles. Looks like the there. TRT is fucking kicking well, in for peace. You know, it was uh, the headquarters is on Broadway or used to be at Broadway and 40th, which when they raided it, the FBI and NYPD, the Human Trafficking Task Force, we couldn't get a crew fast enough. So I actually ran down there with a cell phone to get, you know, video of the agents and the cops because we're, you know, 15 blocks from our apartment. Your yeah. Place. I ran down there. Ugh. Like being in local news again. Jesus, but, man. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Fed Smoker? What is that? Fed Smoker is a guy who he wishes he were you. He wishes he was, it, you know, he, he claimed Tiny that he would s- uh, smoke out um, like bad he, cops. Vigilante? Yeah, yeah, but like self-made, if you will. Right. Um, and then he used to carry around a pouch that said, baby raper on it and it was a stamp inside and he would say basically like you're going to get the stamp on your forehead and he would basically he he claimed that he had put away bad cops and discovered ones who were um chomos Mm -hmm. and this is him Mm -hmm. hey brother i'm on record for a moment what is this place anyways what is this place um, you don't need to film me. Oh, I, I'm new to documentary. Listen I don't, here. I don't care. I don't want to be This filmed. is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? <laughs> you dumb son of a bitch. I'm a private person, and I don't want to be I'm a fucking filmed, American, fuck you film. stupid fuck. fuck I can ask fuck you anything film. I want. He had an aggressive tactic. Yeah. yeah. Very confrontational. I think I've seen some of this, yeah. 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 And this was a alleged... Uh, no, this no. guy is just a poor guy doing his job. Oh, <laughs> this guy is just a security guard, and and he and what was the purpose of him being? So what I ended up learning about him because he put out many many videos. A lot of them are kind of hard to uh, right understand. Um, but he was he was really into meth. And one thing we learned um, through Doctor Drew Pinsky is that he found con- he said consistently you find that people on cocaine run from the police and people on meth go towards them. <laughs> so we found that this guy, anytime he encountered somebody with a badge, um, he just immediately made a beeline and would, he would start interrogating police officers on camera. 
Like sometimes, like filling up at a gas station for no reason. Uh, and he was like, no. "Are you? Are you a?" He would call cops like, "Are you a baby raper cop?" And they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And, but he, in his mind, it was like he was serving justice. You know, mm. he did this. I mean, I think there's one up here. He's just hey, are you state patrol? Just going up to a guy. Ah, uh, what's your name? But just right away. What is it? And who's your captain? The captain out here? Or captain yeah, your captain. Darcy Leo. I just had a sheriff deputy and his buddy come up and go, Was you filming some lady? Shit like Did you this, hear about it? You know, and he would, uh, so <laughs> listen here, I have a thing. Um, yeah. A trooper broke the law yesterday in Oklahoma okay. and um, said that stamping a baby raper stamp on someone's face is a rape charge. Do you agree? Yeah, so <laughs> he filled the internet with these hundreds of videos like this. He would go to city well, council. Poor uh, state trooper is just I trying know. to get gas. He's just filling car. up his car. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And he's patient. Yep. Sweet. I mean, you can yeah. see his. Um, so um, this is a city like council meeting. You. There's the pouch. He carries that around, and that's you know? his eyeglass can. And and then he has <laughs> like multiple recorder. recordings. And then these people are just like trying to conduct. And where is he based? He was based in the um, outside Phoenix. Yeah, uh, I'd heard something about this. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> was he on to catch a predator? <laughs> I don't know. Not I don't that think. I'm aware of. Yeah, his name, his real name was Conald Eugene Peterson. Hmm. Um, but he would have gladly accompanied you to. Oh, I'm sure. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would have let you do the talk, and he would have pulled his stamp out. Yeah, yeah I would I'm, love I'm, to. I'm do good. <laughs> Got a great team already. <laughs> very, very capable team. Yeah. Oh, you don't need yeah. Fed yeah. smoker I'm there. A, I'm a solo act. Yeah, how do you feel about stamps? You think we should stamp the guys? I kind of yeah, like that as punishment. Do, yeah. Like if you actually are, conv- if you show up where you think a child's going to be, I think you should have some type of scarlet letter. I like that idea. I yeah. do too. P for predator. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be yeah. great. Or a, a, a public castration or something. Well, I now we have that. the internet, so it exists forever. So that's it sort does. Of, that's you know, nice. You know. Yeah. That is good. And these, these people follow these cases. Yeah. Good. I mean, I get emails voicemails um you know we track them ourselves too but i mean there's a whole army out there good there's a megan's law website in california here Uh, we used to live in a dicey part of la uh the rampart division Mm -hmm. sometimes i would just put in our address and just oh yeah watch those blue cubes light up around there yeah yeah (laughs) it's it can be shocking it is if you've never done that it can also ruin your day yeah you're you're like oh no yeah go see who's in your neighborhood megan's law website well it's good to know i mean it'd be worse if you didn't know oh yeah you know that's why i look it up make sure these creeps aren't out there a lot of lewd and lascivious uh behavior conduct contact a lot of public exposure it's it's uber depressing can i ask you of all the, because you covered Unabomber mm-hmm. and oh um, Columbine. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look back on that, I mean, obviously those are all huge, significant stories. Do you, do you have one that, that like has left such an impact on you that, you know, you sometimes wake up and think about of those like of those world stories? Well, I think 9-11, 9/11. still. Is, yeah. And I was on the plane coming out here yesterday from New York. I was watching the documentary that uh, is out now with all the access um, to the Bush administration, you know. Oh, right. And, yeah. you know, it takes it from, I think it's Jeff Daniels who narrates it, but it takes it from, um, you know, 
the morning jog that the president had with the reporter from Bloomberg, whom he called Stretch, and starts there. And um, just reliving the TikTok moments of what happened. I was in Toronto mm. on an obviously unrelated story. Um, and the whole crew was going to go out and have a few pops the night before. And for whatever reason, I miraculously said, no, I'm good. Mm. You, know, you guys go ahead. So I was up early. I went for my run, Starbucks. And, and I'm in the hotel room, and I see the Today Show start to go to the World Trade Center. If memory serves me correctly, they popped up a piece of video with smoke coming out. Mm-hmm. And he said, we're going to check this out, Lauer says, and we're going to get right back. And I called the office, and I said, what's going on? And, uh, you know, people are still just kind of getting their data yeah. together in New York. And they said, well, it looks like a Learjet or somebody had a heart attack and crashed into it. I said, okay, all right. And then kept watching. had another hour to kill before we were going to shoot more in Toronto. And uh, the second tower's hit. And I called. I said, I'm on my way. So I get my producer. And we head to the airport. And I called somebody who was uh, with the intelligence agencies. And I said, uh, I said, what's happening? I said, you're not going to get a flight. Airspace has just been shut down. Mm. Get a car. Get, well, I said, get a, get a rental car. Yeah. Got, you know, one of the last ones. And we drove from Toronto, barely got over the border from Canada into the United States at the Peace Bridge there near Buffalo. And um, I said, where, where do you want us, New York or Boston? Because Boston was the origin. Yeah. was the Lights. origin of, of, of two of the planes, at least, three of the planes. And uh, they said, we don't have much coverage in Boston. Go there. And so we did, and we covered the story from there for the first couple of days. Yeah. And it was just... Yeah. You know, you had the sense of, of um, you know, being there for, you know, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Or that it was my generation, our generation's yes. biggest moment. And the sense of responsibility because information was flying so quickly. And, and it, they talked about it in the documentary. I have to finish watching it. I watched only the first half of the plane. But they talk about the, the plane that went down in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And the information I was getting from very credible people was that plane was shot down mm. by our military to prevent it from flying into the White House or the Capitol, which was in play. I mean, look, one of the planes went into the Pentagon. Yeah. So, you know, do you report that? So in the midst of all this tragedy of what we thought initially could have been 20,000 deaths, mm. you know, it was yeah. 3,000 three and change ultimately. And to um, be in the middle of that, and, you know, you, you can't guess. You know, you got to be right. Do you, and to deal with all that, it was, it was quite something. And it, it, it brought it all back yesterday on the plane. Mm. When you um, look back, maybe in general, but even specifically to 9-11, what it, what, how do you feel about conspiracy theories? You know, because obviously the 9-11 ones are, some of them are very well known. But now with the age of in, information that we're in, there are conspiracy theories on everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're somebody that, you know, reports what you I, think. I think, you know, look, it, it really happened. The people who died doing it um, really did it. I think the key questions that are unanswered are you know, the, what's being talked about now, what's being declassified, were our connections between the Saudi government 
the Saudi royal family and the hijackers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was going through documents sent to me just the other day uh, involving that. And I think what you're going to find is there may not have been um, an overt um, conspiracy involving the Saudi government. But I do believe, based upon my reporting and talking to people who are a lot smarter than I am about this particular topic, that the Saudi government was so afraid of bin Laden and him leading an uprising Mm. in the kingdom and you know so many people so oppressed and being paid by the government to just be quiet that they, they, they appeased him and al-Qaeda in a lot of different ways. And I think this was potentially one of those ways. And oh so there, there was at least tacit, you know, involvement there by looking the other way. And when you look at yeah, – and there were failures at every level. I mean, look, the FBI wasn't talking to the CIA, and there are some good reasons for that and not so good reasons for that. And you had – you know, Hamzi and Al-Midar in San Diego, and you had people under surveillance and video in Kuala Lumpur. I mean, there there was stuff happening. I mean, there was a lot of chatter leading up to that. Yeah. You know, but at what point does that mean somebody's going to pull the trigger? But it was, I'll tell you one story that, that, that just still blows my mind, and this came from an FBI agent, a supervisor who was right there with the head of the FBI in New York uh, at the time. And the second tower is coming down, and they push um, the FBI chief in New York into a doorway of a deli, and the debris comes flowing like a wild torrent by them, and they come out, and they're dusting each other off, and in the air is this plane ticket, and somebody picks it up, and it is one of the hijackers. They run it, and it links that ticket, links is part of the link that puts Mohammed Atta and that crew all together. What? Wow. Within the hours. That's a true story. We wow. reported it back. You know, really? Yeah. The ticket. Ticket. But isn't that Wafting a, in the air. But see, that you couldn't make that up. And no. That, that's one of the, stu- the stuff of life. You're yeah. like, wait, what? That's how that happened? Yeah. I have to ask you one more question. You've seen so much of humanity and your whole, <laughs> in 40 years of a career doing this. And, and I don't know, man. What? What do you think about people? Well, I think they're generally good. I mean, every time I, I you know, look, I, unquestionably, I've developed a darker view of the the world and a very dark sense of humor. And, you know, Gabriel will call me out on that from time to time and say, look, you know, it's really not all like that. But I have developed just kind of a way of looking at the world that, you know, I do think there are many more good people than bad people. I figured out a way to compartmentalize, you know, Mm -hmm. the shit of the world. Right. (laughs) And live my life, you know. Does it take its toll? I don't know, maybe. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. Are there good people and people who just don't know any better? Or are there good people and then people that are just born bad? Do you know what I mean? I think they're both. I mean, that, that's, you know, we, we as a society, you know, we want easy answers. Like, those are bad humans. They're born that way. Lock them up forever. And there are some of those people. But more often than not, there's a combination here. And we have to figure out, you know, why people do this and, and what the motivation is. And again, it's, it's really it's demand reduction 
which is difficult. And so our best hope is education. And it's, it's part of what drives me when I do these stories and these shows and these series is that I truly think that if you can get into the mind of a predator or criminal and understand a little bit about how it works and then combine that with the voice of a victim, you can prevent other people from becoming victims. And people always say, well, you know, how do you not beat the shit out of these guys? Well, the answer is I'm truly curious as to what makes them tick. Anybody can jump out of a back room or from behind a bush and create 10 seconds of dramatic video yeah. chasing somebody down the street with the mic. My job, or what I believe my job to be, yeah. is to engage this human being, as horrifying as they may be, and get them to talk to me and to help me to understand what the hell was going on in their mind, in their life, that made them show up at this house Ugh. to do whatever they're going to do. And, yeah. and you know, I take lessons from, from guys past you know, one of the best questions that Mike Wallace would ever ask is, explain. <laughs> yeah. So simple, yeah. right? And just stay quiet. Yeah. You know, too many reporters today, and I try to teach this to, to young people, my kids included, that, you know, they, they don't like dead air. They feel like they have to say something at all times. Sure. Let it be uncomfortable. Yeah. What? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Let them talk. I mean, being a good interviewer is a good listener, most important. Well, wow, I feel like we could talk to you all day. I know. <laughs> My final yeah. question, did you steal some of Peter Nygaard's stem cells from dead babies? Why do you <laughs> yeah. look like this? What's the secret? I, uh, you know, two or three years ago, I got uh, had a bit of a health kick. Nothing extreme, just, you know, kind of, I found myself one summer um, getting a little chubby, let's just say. Uh-huh. And so I, I changed my eating habits and uh, wow. added some exercising habits. And, and uh, actually, there's a fellow, Robert Brace, who is a trainer in New York, who I see. And he's, he's very good. He's got me boxing and jumping around. You look good, Chris. Look I, feel, I feel good. You look good. Well, clean living and the love of a good woman. That's there you I go. Um, that works. Uh, Chris Hansen, thank you very much for stopping by. Thank so Thanks, much. guys. It was really uh, a treat. Thank yeah. you for awesome. having me. Thank we can't you. wait to see the stuff. And uh, the podcast? Podcast is Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen on all platforms. We've there got you go. a YouTube channel, Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. We've got uh, Cameo. We've got Discovery Plus and more stuff coming. There it is. Can't yeah. wait In the to works see right more. now. Can't thank wait. You. Thanks You're so awesome. much. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank no, you. it was a treat. Thanks. See you guys next time. Bye, Mommy. Sup, just let me eat you one time, okay. and you're gonna, I guarantee you, you're gonna, you're gonna ask me to stay to your house. You're gonna sleep for three days, my baby. I can cook for you, clean up your house. When you come home, baby, you just gotta jump in the tub with all the bubbles. Once I touch your booty, I'm gonna make you cry. Ay, ay, ay. Guess what? One time, one, one, one time, one time. Show never tell you gotta make it.
Yeah, yeah, yeah.